This morning, I'd like to take us back to, I guess, some of our beginnings. Simplicity of devotion to Christ. Return to first love. To perhaps even reignite a refreshing of heart and a refreshing of mind. And for each of us to be touched by reality. I've heard it said that you can't discover your significance until you've discovered your insignificance. Nobody ever came to Jesus because they were powerful. They came to Jesus because they were empty. And part of this journey that each of us are on in our relationship with Jesus is one where we give everything over to him and everything. And I kind of, kind of reminds me of God's chisel, you know? We kind of want to give everything over, and yet. But we give everything over to him in our minds, whether we're lying to ourselves or otherwise. But you see, because his mandate is always multiplication, he gives back to us many times over. But you see, we're supposed to carry this on. We give everything over again and again and again because he gives back multiple times. It's the cycle of life that we have as believers. (laughs) They're not here this week, but I've been learning from my dear friend Peter, um, our farmer, and pastor, he's, I've learned a little bit about farming from him. A little bit about the harvest. And if I had a bucket list, and I was talking to um, um, Bernard about bucket lists. He said, how's your, how's your model railway going? And I kind of thought, well, it's no longer a project. It's now part of my bucket list. If I had a bucket list, on my bucket list was the ability to drive a combine harvester. (laughs) And this year, I was given that invitation by Peter to come to harvest. But something at the last moment meant that uh, we had to go and child sit our grandson. And we had an amazing time. But my bucket list thing remains unticked until next year. I have an invitation. But I have learnt that a grain of seed in the ground is buried and is dead before it can grow again. And a single seed, head of wheat, as it grows and comes towards harvest, holds around 50 kernels. It's all about multiplication. I also learnt about kernels of wheat 
and around kernels of wheat is something called chaff. I've heard of chaff. I had no idea until I saw the pictures and had it graciously explained to me. The chaff is the waste. The grain is the fruit of the harvest. And in life, all success has chaff. Every bit of progress that we make in life has something to be discarded in order to reap the harvest. And that's what I chose this morning, half the scripture passage about the prodigal, not about the the rotten living or anything that went on, but that part when he was in that place and made the decision. You see, in order that he could make progress in his desperate situation, it meant that he had to discard his lifestyle, discard the position that he was in in order to make progress. He had to discard all of those elements, the wild living, the hunger as he fed the pigs that he couldn't even eat the the husks from. He had to recognize and discard all of those elements in order to come home. So in order to reap the the harvest, we need to recognize that there is chaff attached to the wheat and this has to be discarded. The Lord is always about multiplication. But sometimes, in order to multiply, we need to subtract. I kind of think in my heart and in my head and in my discernment that there's a kind of freshness that God is about right now. He's about something new. And Graham Ross last week brought us something which I believe might be uh, multiple prophetic words for us here at HBC. Or not. Dave, could you move it on for me? Thank you. He reminded us, behold, I am doing a new thing. God is always about doing something new. And all we are called to do is to join in with it. Thank you. Next one. He asked the question, are you willing to do something different? And finally, the other element that I noted for my personal circumstances but I share back to you again today. Don't ask God to direct you unless you are willing to move your feet. There's a kind of freshness, a kind of invitation to a new season of personal intimacy with our loving Father, our Lord Jesus, and also the Holy Spirit 
that guides us and counsels us. For every one of us, there is an opening to this kind of freshness. It's not reserved. It's open to each and every one of us. It doesn't mean where we were was wrong. It just means that there is more. And we have to kind of leave something behind in order to get there. We have to separate the grain of wheat from the chaff in order to gather the harvest of plenty. So when he invites us to come deeper with him, there is actually something that we have to leave behind, something that we have to surrender. And like I say, it doesn't necessarily mean things are wrong, but it does mean we kind of sometimes hold on to things that are simply unnecessary in the purposes and plans that God has in our lives. Revelation 2 is the passage about first love. And it speaks of the church in Ephesus and it complements the first for what they have done right. A church that understood spiritual authority and unusually so in those circumstances apparently. They were able to spot false apostles. They were able to bring adjustment to order and structure, and they did it well. But in the structuring of things, it says, they lost the passion. They had good order and a good understanding of government. But one of the things about the order of God's economy and government is that all structure in his economy emanates and originates in romance and simplicity. A simplicity of devotion to Christ. In God's economy, and government, there is always good order. And this is the model for each of us in our personal lives and our church lives. But it's always balanced, always tempered, always weighted towards romance and passion. So the model we have is one of good order, good planning, good management, good fiscal control, good record keeping, but always balanced and weighted to the passion of the heart. A romance and an almost tactile intimacy with Jesus. You see, there are times when we have to release the chaff from the wheat in order to move forward to multiplication from a place of subtraction. 
And sometimes in life, we grow past our passion. And I say this as a personal confession. We see that God provides and blesses us with skills and talents and giftings. And there can come a moment when this order, this governance can overtake the romance and passion of Jesus who should be and has to be first love in our lives. This has to be my confession. And this has to be the confession of each and every one of us here as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for how he has grown me, how he has gifted skills and talents, how he's afforded me abundant blessings in life, how he's taught me valuable lessons throughout my life, through good times and through tough times, whether I've spotted them or whether they remain unseen by me in the background. He continually blesses me, and therefore each of us. But you see, what I cannot afford to do is to let the brain become bigger than this heart. And right now, I know that my heart needs to expand at a faster rate and run point. It's kind of a phrase that I'm not familiar with, but kind of running point going ahead and that my head needs to follow. This is me recognizing the chaff. There is more to be afforded in the journey of harvest. But in order to grasp it, I need to leave something behind. And just like the prodigal, just like the prodigal, in order to receive all the richness all the outrageous love that the father has for his son, the son has to recognize he needed to return to his first love, the one who loved us before we loved him. So the son came to the realization that he needed to come away in order to come home. All success has chaff. It has good, but it also has something worth burning. All growth is rewarded with pruning or chaff. The chaff is pruned by the combine harvester. I never got to see it this year. In order to garner the harvest. Jesus said this in John 15. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. And he goes on to say, 
you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, Jesus said. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. We kind of look upon pruning as a punishment, don't we? But you see, it's been mentioned multiple times this morning. His discipline isn't punishment. It's a discipline in preparation for even greater breakthrough. Jesus turns in that passage to his 12 disciples and says, you are clean already. The word clean is the word prune. He says, you are clean already because of the word I have spoken to you. Perhaps we have to learn sometimes along the way that pruning doesn't have to be always hard circumstances, particularly if you are listening to God. Pruning is listening. He's pruning. He's trimming back the parts in our thinking, in our values, our ambitions, our plans. He's reducing the bits that just aren't necessary. He's reducing us to the simplicity of our devotion to Christ. Because that's where our strength is. So as I come to a close today, Mags, I thank you for your testimony. I just want to take this opportunity. Can I ask, because, I th you know, we're at a new season. We've come to the harvest. We are beginning in a new season. Can I ask any of you, do you relate or recognize the prodigal and either the feeling of a need to come home or the feeling of a want to come home. Come home to the Father. Come home to first love. Anyone feels that in their heart or their mind or their spirit? Can you just raise your hand? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, it is a consistent giving 
isn't it? It's the consistent giving, the consistent coming home. Max, you, you said, yeah, I recognize that. So, sorry, can you just, just put your hands up again? And, and right now, actually, oh, right, I'm going to do something, something a little bit. Can, can we come forward? Because I think there's a new season in church. Can we come forward? And if you've raised your hands, just, just grab a seat. You're, you're at the front. You're at the front. Come forward. Come, come. People, come forward. Come forward. Come forward. Lisa, come forward. I need you. Dawn, come forward. Jane, come forward. No, no, no. Just come and grab a seat. No, be, be somewhere comfortable. Be somewhere comfortable. This way. This way. Can you raise your hands again if you put your hand up? Okay. Right this moment, can we gather around those people and can we just begin to pray for them? Just just begin to pray. Just um, ask them, first of all, if you're happy to put a hand on their shoulder. Lisa, could you sort Mick and um, Carol out? Dawn, could you... Um, Start and just start. Just start praying. Can you can you pray out loud for them? Pray you know, not so that we, we all hear, but just in your little mini groups. Pray, pray, pray for your, pray for them. Pray for and then pray for yourselves, out loud to the left and to the right, all of us. Pray to come home to Jesus. Jesus is first in our lives. You know, I kind of think sometimes a move is actually just needed. That's what we are. We're a church community. A move, and that's what we've done. We've come forward. Sometimes a move, an actual physical move, breaks things in the spiritual realm. Yeah? So I thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. More right now, more of you. There is a simplicity in our devotional life to Jesus. And for those that had their hands up, can you perhaps turn around and pray for others around you? Let's do that right now, right now. A fresh baptism in the Holy Spirit. What are you doing right now, Holy Spirit? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know, sometimes he brings, he brings joy into circumstances. So, Father, more joy in this place. More joy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Pray that Jesus will be first in our lives. Back to first love. Back to first love. May there be undivided focus this morning. Focus, blessings, blessings on each and every one. Holy Spirit, we surrender to you. Holy Spirit, we surrender to you. Holy Spirit, we surrender to you. Come, come 
in this place, Lord Jesus. Come have your way. Fill this place. A renewing of your Holy Spirit in this place. Lord Jesus, more of you. More of you. More of you. Um, uh, Kathy, uh, Luba. Pray for Luba. Place hands on Luba. Luba. Blessings on Mike, blessings on each of them, on Carol and Rick, uh, and uh, all of you. Show us your, show us your ways. Nothing else matters. Uh, matters. the people of God he's calling us to be the men and women of God that he wants us to be yeah? and whatever our circumstances are right now whether you know whether we're full of joy and excitement whether we're struggling in tough times he is there in the midst of it but he is calling each and every one of us come away with me. That means come away, come into the secret place with me. Have you got a secret place that you go? If you, if you haven't, then I'd encourage you to find a nook or a cranny. In, sorry, Luba. Cranny is going to be difficult to translate. A nook, oh, so is a nook. <laughs> um, a, a place you alone can go and be with God because he does amazing things in the secret place. Thank you.
let's just bring that to a closing prayer and then we'll have our, uh, our final song uh, and then blessing. So, let's just, yeah, well, of course you may. <laughs> Father, thank you. Father, today is a day where I declare, I seek to honour you and what you have been asking of me. Nothing more, nothing less. Father, you want to speak with romance and intimacy into our lives. But we have to open the door to let you in. So help us in this coming week, Father, to come away with you and to take time out with you so that we can understand what does it mean for our lives on Monday morning to be a disciple of Jesus. Help us to explore that with you because you have exciting places you want to take us. And that is why you sent Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and motivate us and, and, and challenge us and to, um, to counsel us. So we hand that over to your Holy Spirit today. Thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for what you are yet to do. Jesus, Jesus, it's all about you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.